0: Welcome to Tales of Virtue, the podcast that looks for all that is true, good, and beautiful in the fairy tales you know and love, or perhaps that you don't yet know, but will come to love. In each episode, we read a fairy tale and explore the lessons that story has to teach us. Along the way, you'll learn to be as resourceful as Hansel and Gretel, to be as kind as Cinderella, or like the Frog King, to never ever lose hope. Join us and listen in as we enjoy some of the most wonderful tales ever told and learn what they have to teach us today. In today's episode, we'll be reading the tale of the Frog King, or as it is sometimes called, Iron Henry. You'll learn why this story has two very different names later on. The tale of the Frog King has much to teach us. In this tale, we read about a princess who makes a promise that she isn't sure she really wants to keep. It is a story about faithfulness and keeping promises. It's a story about hope and how we can never give up on things that are very important. And it's a story about being a good friend to the people we love and care about. Now listen closely. The Frog King, or Iron Henry In old times, when wishing still helped one, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful But the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself, which has seen so much, was astonished whenever it shone in her face. Close by the king's castle lay a great dark forest, and under an old lime tree in the forest was a well. And when the day was very warm, the king's child went out into the forest and sat down by the side of the cool fountain. And when she was dull, she took a golden ball and threw it up on high and caught it. And this ball was her favorite plaything. Now it so happened that on one occasion, the princess's golden ball did not fall into the little hand which she was holding up for it, but onto the ground beyond, and rolled straight into the water. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes, but it vanished, and the well was so deep, so deep that the bottom could not be seen. On this she began to cry, and cried louder and louder, and could not be comforted. And as she thus lamented, someone said to her, What ails thee, king's daughter? "'Thou weepest so that even a stone would show pity.' She looked round to the side from whence the voice came and saw a frog stretching forth its thick, ugly head from the water. "'Ah, old water-splasher, is it thou?' said she. "'I am weeping for my golden ball which has fallen into the well.' "'Be quiet and do not weep,' answered the frog. "'I can help thee. "'But what wilt thou give me if I bring thy plaything up again?' "'Whatever thou wilt have, dear frog,' said she, my clothes, my pearls and jewels, and even the golden crown which I am wearing. The frog answered, I do not care for thy clothes, thy pearls and jewels, or thy golden crown, but if thou wilt love me, and let me be thy companion and playfellow, and sit by thee at thy little table, and eat off thy little golden plate, and drink out of thy little cup, and sleep in thy little bed, if thou wilt promise me this. I will go down below and bring thee thy golden ball up again. Oh, yes, said she. I promise thee all thou wishest, if thou wilt but bring me my ball back again. She, however, thought, how the silly frog does talk. He lives in the water with the other frogs and croaks and can be no companion to any human being. But the frog, when he had received this promise, put his head into the water and sank down and in a short while came swimming up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was delighted to see her pretty plaything once more and picked it up and ran away with it. Wait, wait, said the frog. Take me with thee. I can't run as thou canst. But what did it avail him to scream his croak croak after her as loudly as he could? She did not listen to it, but ran home and soon forgot the poor frog, who was forced to go back into his well again. The next day, when she had seated herself at table with the king and all the courtiers and was eating from her little golden plate, something came creeping, splish, splash, splish, splash, up the marble staircase. And when it had got to the top, it knocked at the door and cried, Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. She ran to see who was outside, but when she opened the door, There sat the frog in front of it. Then she slammed the door to in great haste, sat down to dinner again and was quite frightened. The king saw plainly that her heart was beating violently and said, My child, what art thou so afraid of? Is there perchance a giant outside who wants to carry thee away? Ah, no, replied she. It is no giant but a disgusting frog. What does a frog want with thee? Ah, dear father, yesterday, As I was in the forest, sitting by the well, playing, my golden ball fell into the water, and because I cried so, the frog brought it out again for me, and because he so insisted, I promised him he should be my companion, but I never thought he would be able to come out of his water, and now he is outside there and wants to come into me. In the meantime, it knocked a second time and cried, Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. Dost thou not know what thou saidst to me yesterday by the cool waters of the fountain? Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. Then said the king, That which thou hast promised must thou perform. Go, let him in. She went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in and followed her, step by step to her chair. There he sat and cried, Lift me up beside thee. She delayed until at last the king commanded her to do it. When the frog was once on the chair, he wanted to be on the table, and when he was on the table, he said, Now push thy little golden plate nearer to me, that we may eat together. She did this, but it was easy to see that she did not do it willingly. The frog enjoyed what he ate, but almost every mouthful she took choked her. At length he said, I have eaten and am satisfied. Now I am tired. Carried me into thy little room and make thy little silken bed ready, and we will both lie down and go to sleep. The king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog which she did not like to touch, and which was now to sleep in her pretty clean little bed. But the king grew angry and said, He who helped thee when thou wert in trouble ought not afterwards to be despised by thee. So she took hold of the frog with two fingers, carried him upstairs, and put him in a corner. But when she was in bed, he crept to her and said, I am tired. I want to sleep as well as thou. Lift me up, or I will tell thy father. Then she was terribly angry, and took him up and threw him with all her might against the wall. Now thou wilt be quiet, odious frog, said she. But when he fell down, he was no frog, but a king's son with beautiful, kind eyes. He, by her father's will, was now her dear companion and husband. Then he told her how he had been bewitched by a wicked witch, and how no one could have delivered him from the well but herself, and that tomorrow they would go together into his kingdom. Then they went to sleep, and next morning when the sun awoke, a carriage came driving up with eight white horses, which had white ostrich feathers on their heads, and were harnessed with golden chains, and behind stood the young king's servant, Faithful Henry. Faithful Henry had been so unhappy when his master was changed into a frog that he had caused three iron bands to be laid round his heart, lest it should burst with grief and sadness. The carriage was to conduct the young king into his kingdom. Faithful Henry helped them both in and placed himself behind again and was full of joy because of this deliverance. And when they had driven a part of the way, the king's son heard a cracking behind him as if something had broken. So he turned round and cried, Henry, the carriage is breaking. No, master, it is not the carriage. It is a band from my heart, which was put there in my great pain when you were a frog and imprisoned in the well. Again and once again, while they were on their way, something cracked, and each time the king's son thought the carriage was breaking. But it was only the bands which were springing from the heart of faithful Henry because his master was set free and was happy. So, what did you think? The tale of the Frog King is a very wonderful story. What did you think about the princess? The princess helps us to understand just how important it is to keep a promise and to make sure that we really mean it when we tell someone that we're going to do something The princess was so upset about her lost ball that she was willing to promise the frog whatever he wanted. Now, promising a frog that you will do anything might be a very silly thing to do, but she made the promise and she certainly should have kept it. The princess's father helps her to understand this and insists that she do everything that she had told the frog she would. We can learn a lesson from the princess who tried everything she could think of to get away from the frog remember what the king said you should not despise someone who has helped you in time of need the princess may have been forced to keep her promise but think of how much easier things would have gone if she had not been so afraid of giving the frog what he had asked for now that we mention the frog what lesson is there to learn from him we must never give up on the things that are most important i don't know about you But breaking the curse of a witch who had turned me into a frog would be pretty high up on my most important things to do list. The frog prince was fortunate to encounter the princess who would be able to help him. But since the princess was very stubborn and unkind to him at first, the frog prince needed to persevere in trying to get her to help him. He followed her back to her castle and used all his strength to get the princess to keep all the promises she had made to him about allowing him to be her companion and friend. If the Frog Prince had just given up the first time, the princess had run away from him, he would still be a frog swimming in a well, but he did not allow his disappointment to hold him back. He kept trying and was at long last able to break the curse. And finally, we come to the Frog Prince's friend, Iron Henry, the reason why our tale has two different names. Iron Henry is so interesting because he only appears in the story right at the very end, But he teaches us perhaps the most important lesson of all, to love our friends. You see, Henry had been so terribly sad about his friend, the prince, being cursed as a frog, that he needed to wrap his own heart with iron bars just to keep his heart from bursting with sorrow. True friends have empathy for each other, which means to feel what they feel. When our friends are sad, sometimes we are sad because we care about them and don't want them to feel that way but it works the other way too. When our friends are happy, we should be happy too, because we should always want good things for our friends. When we love someone, we want them to be happy. Wonderfully, the frog prince's curse is broken by the princess, and Henry discovers that his friend, the prince, has returned to his normal life and will now be even more happy than he was before. When the prince was still a frog, Henry was worried that his heart would burst with sorrow. When the curse was broken, Henry's heart grew so full of happiness that it burst out of its cage. Henry was happy because his friend was happy. The tale of the Frog King, or Iron Henry, has so much to teach us. Have you ever had to keep a promise? Have you ever been happy for a friend? What other lessons could we learn from the characters in this story? Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode If you did, please consider supporting this project by donating towards funding new episodes, by telling a friend about the show, or by leaving us a rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next time to hear another tale of virtue.